Hello, Emma. Hi, Emma Fallon. So I just opened your Snapchat where you compared me to an ugly troll statue and said that it's me. <laughs> and I hope you know I'm gonna fucking beat your ass. I'm gonna fucking kill you, Emma. I don't care that it's Pride Month and that you're a beautiful, perfect bi woman. I'm gonna fucking kill you. So get ready. I support you, Emma. Okay, you have to put that in the episode now. If you edit that out, I'm killing you. you can, like put it in at the end. Yeah, I'll just bleep out her Copy last name. Yeah. Because I don't want to <laughs> give out her last name. But... Don't want to do that. Yeah. It's on the episode but... of Adam Ruins Everything where he, like, puts the credit card number on the... <laughs> it's in, like, giant glowing letters. And he's like, this is a real number. Go oh, my ape. God. This is really irrelevant. And I know we just hit record. But um, Adam, my friend Adam, he's going on his first date on Tuesday. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And um, ah! I'm so excited for him. This guy seems really sweet. Um, Adam's the worst person to text. And like this guy like was texting him like, oh, haha, like here, I want to take you on a date. And Adam was like, what do you have in mind? He was like, complete this sentence. I'm Adam. And in my free time, I like to blank. My favorite drink and snack are blank and blank. And Adam like filled it in. And he's like, let's go see a movie. And then Adam's dumbass goes, ha I've been keen on seeing this movie, Midsommar. Doesn't come out until the 2nd of July, though. And I was like, really? And it's like some stupid Swedish horror film. And I was like, we get you're a stupid (laughs) film gay. And I was like, he sent me that. And I was like, you idiot. But then the guy was like, oh, I'd love to go with you. But how about we do something um, like next week, too? And then that can be our second date. And I was like, oh, this dude. Thank Aww. you. Thank you so much. Cause That's he's so, so cute. stupid. That whole thing is so cute. Tell I know. They're, for him and I hope his date goes well. I know. They're gonna go see Book Smart. Um on oh, Tuesday. I wanna see that. Me too. Is it R or is it like NC seventeen? I think it's uh, let me check. Middle. It might be R because I think they say like two fucks. Okay, they'll let me in then. I love fucking. Yeah, it's rated R. Okay, I can go to that. Should I see that first, or should I see Rocket Man first, or should I see them back to back? I think you should see them back to back because I'd be really okay. powerful as a gay person. Yeah, and I'll wear my sequin pants, and I will <laughs> force Corey to go see them with me. And if he's not available, I'll make one of my work friends go with me. Be like, "Hey, Put- Chloe, I know you have a weed vape. Do you want to go like see Rocket Man with your weed vape and me?" <laughs> It'd be like that. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I just remembered that and I wanted to tell you about my okay. sweet boy's gay successes. It'll be a nice little positive thing for you and you have to listen back to this. I know, and I have to cut out all this. I'm just so, I'm such yeah. a proud dad. That's why I posted that screenshot of him being like, woke, you calling me faggot. <laughs> that you posted that because you're a proud dad. You're yeah. Like, I'm so proud of my gay son. I am. I hate his dad. Bob is a shithead. I'm Adam's real dad. Valid. When did you meet this guy? Adam and I have known each other for like four or five years. Back when I was like. Seriously? Yeah, we were mutuals on Tumblr um, back when I was a Cobra Starship blog because he was in Academy Is blog. Because you've only mentioned him to me like when he was having his little show that you went to see. That was the first time that you've ever mentioned him to me. And yeah, I we was like, I don't know who this person is, but like, I can pick this up from context, so I'm gonna roll with it. 
Yeah, um, I usually only ever saw him at, like, Pride or concerts. Um, Since I didn't know how to drive, he can't drive, and he lived in Wauwatosa, and I um, didn't. I wish. He lived up in Milwaukee, basically, so we only ever hung out at Pride, so now we can hang out more. Nice. We usually just Snapchat annoying shit to each other. But, um, yeah, I've known him for a while. I support that so much. That's so He's good. A good boy. Stupid boy, but a good boy. But yes. Well, yeah. I helped Corey apply for Wawa yesterday. Wow. Yeah. That's it's really, really powerful. Thank you. It's really good, like, work experience on a resume for other jobs. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, I want an excuse to go to Wawa more. So, you have to. That means legally he has to give you discounts. I don't think he can. I don't think he can because that's not like maybe he works the register. I don't know. He, there was a bunch of little things listed when I was looking. Oh, yeah. If you don't work register, you can't. I don't know. I just know people. So, like one time I met a girl once and she saw me at a pizza place and she like used her employee discount to give me me and my boyfriend's meal free. And I was like, OK, Aww. it was like it was very nice because I've only seen her like twice in my life. <laughs> You just have good energy. She knows. I know. Thank you. Okay, we are recording. It's been five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, gamers. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy motherfucking Pride Month, everyone. Yay. Also, happy 10th episode of Gay As and Stupid Podcast, which, incidentally enough, you're listening to right fucking now. Woo! Yeehaw. So, this month's episode is our extravagant special Pride Month episode, because we love Pride Month. We gay, we trans, and we love Pride I, like, barely celebrate any holidays, like, willingly, so this is all my holidays from all of the year combined into one. Like, this is where my holiday energy goes. I don't like Halloween because of dysphoria. I don't do Thanksgiving because of obvious reasons. And Christmas be like that, so this is where um, it all goes. I can you on that because I literally don't give a shit about holidays and um, everyone tells me it's uh, one of my worst qualities. So I'm just like, I literally don't fucking How care. is it a bad quality? I don't know. Everyone's ape shit for Christmas. I don't fucking know. Dude. I don't know. I'm like, we're not religious. Like, I'm, I'm not a Christian. I've never been a Christian. Sorry, the way you were saying that, all I could think of was like, I did not come on my cat. I did not put my dick anywhere near my cat. I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. My dick is never been anywhere near my cat. God. Awful. So this is like one of the only times we'll ever mention Shane Dawson on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. We've done this like in two past episodes. We've referenced the fucking cat thing. Fuck, have we? That was was recent though. That's excusable. Yeah. like... I had to like be on the phone with my boyfriend and he was like making jokes about it at 2 a.m. And I couldn't go to sleep because I was laughing so much. So, yeah. Anyways, anyway, enough about-, <laughs> <laughs> enough about our personal lives. Um, 
this little fuck. I lost my track of. I lost my train of thought. Okay. Um, you know what? How is your pride, Isaac? Why don't you tell us how your pride was before we? Oh, um, my pride was pretty good. Um, uh, Thursday, uh, me and my boyfriend, a couple friends, went and we kind of messed around. Um, we saw Grace and Dolan, um, which was not a pleasant experience because <laughs> he moves like a TikTok star that just got released from the factory. And it was really funny. And th- definitely 100% chance he saw me and my friends making fun of his weird <laughs> gun motions because we were really close. And I just nonstop. I was like, I think I like women God. now. And I was just like, oh. it was oh, so bad. Don't ever say that again. Um, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah. that was rough. Grayson Dolan, um, please stop fetishizing yourself for straight women. I know it's what you did because that's who your audience is, but you're an out gay man now, and I promise you, you can do better than self-fetishation for the eyes of straight women. Um, Anyways, we went, then we went Friday, and it was nice. We all danced. Um, Yeah, we just were gay. We danced. Um, There's uh, Milwaukee Pride's kind of like super like, party um it's fun but, but it's not so bougie and i was like no <laughs> there weren't enough furries this year as usual it's been going downhill amount of straight people has been going up and the amount of furries have been going down and that's Nasty. the worst thing that ever happened but um it was fun while we were there we had a lot of fun dancing and just kind of like walking around and stuff like that nice so yeah, yeah. it was there good any for- oh sorry there weren't any furries at my pride. Um, God, your life sounds so sad. There weren't any. <laughs> fuck you. There weren't any furries, um, but there was like some pet play people, um, which oh, was really unpleasant. I hate and, that. Um, there was also Gritty because I live in Philly. So I kind of consider Gritty a furry because of his little like fursuit that he has. Yeah. And he was flirting with people. Um, he was like... Uh. Hey, to the because we he was like walking down the parade and he was like going over to the barriers and like preening and like playing with his fur. I thought you were gonna say something else and I got so scared, like my heart stopped no! in my chest. No, he was like being like a little like you know like a little like nervous like girl in middle school talking to her crush <laughs> and she's like fiddling with the ends of her hair. That's what he was doing to his like fur or whatever. You know, his long, luscious orange like. Yeah, yeah, still scared the shit out of me. Oh my god! Uh, I will say though, out of the couple furries the we grussy. did see, what? Fuck you! I just <laughs> processed that, and I hope you die. Um, I was trying to tell everyone here about the furry with the giant fucking ass I saw. <laughs> it was huge that to me. Yeah. Yeah. There is also like cosplayers. Hmm. Boku no Hero cosplayers, please don't go to Pride like that. It caused me to have like genuine paranoia the entire day that you're gonna come find me. I was so scared. Find you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but like I saw them out of the corner They're of my gonna, eye. Like, hunt you for sport? Yeah, because like. <laughs> I like just could not stop looking over my shoulder. I felt like a war criminal. Oh <laughs> it was so scary. My boyfriend is Boku no Hero Kin, and I'm gonna set him loose on you when you. You're not gonna here. have a boyfriend anymore. 
I'm gonna Excuse kill him. Excuse me? I'm gonna have to kill him. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, the furry had a giant ass. About to hate crime me. <sighs> it had a giant ass, Aaron. Badass. It was so big, I can't stop thinking about it. That sounds sexy. It's not. We all it's know haunting. how you feel about furries, so. Shi Long Lang is different. Who? Agent Shi Long Lang. He's a furry. So you fur. just revealed another furry that you think is sexy. He's okay. just called Wolf Boy, and he uh-huh. has. You know what? I don't have to explain myself to you. He's sexy, and that's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. I was thinking about the sexy ears and tails thing, but... Um, Fuck off. I forgot about that. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I buried that so deep. I'm cutting that out. I'm fucking cutting that out. <laughs> I never forget. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never forget you. Freshman Isaac. God, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this month we are talking about Stonewall because it's the 50th anniversary Um, And we're talking about, I have a little timeline, so we're going to go over like some of the effects that that had on the gay rights movement and around it. Um, I have a little timeline here and I have all my like links for my sources that I put in here that I wanted to talk about. And the last one is just murders in my city. So that's fun. Um... Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, I don't have furries on here, but, you know, we all know how much Isaac cares about them. So, if you know Isaac, what? if you feel the urge to bring them up, please do so. I won't hinder you. This is, like, a safe, open, judgment-free space. Aaron, you keep yes. criticizing and going at furries, but you know what? The day I when it comes... Furries, well, I you criticize... <laughs> No matter Sorry. what is what I'm yes? trying. Excuse me. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, the fiftieth anniversary of Stonewall doesn't deserve us yiffing. Yeah, I'm sorry, Marsha. Me too. I'm sorry, Sylvia. <laughs> Let's do them with respect. I'll so try. that weird. Okay. Okay. Yes? Oh. I thought you were going to say something. Oh, was I? I was just okaying. Okay, um... So, we should probably have my whole timeline laid out. We're supposed to do an overview of Stonewall. And our discussion mm-hmm. of the topic, which we just did. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to do that, or do I want to do that? Um, you can do it if you want. Um, uh, yeah. You want me to? Okay. Yeah, you can do it. Do you want me to? <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Sorry, I'm waiting for my little thing to load. You're fucking valid. Okay. So, as most of you gamers know, and hopefully some of you non-gamers, because I need allies. (laughs) um, 
the Stonewall riots took place at the Stonewall Inn in New York because of a police raid, which was one of many police raids on the bar um, because they did not have a liquor license because giving liquor licenses to bars with gay patrons was illegal. Um, so they were run by the mafia. Yeah. And, I, hmm? Oh, I was just gonna, I think it's important to note um, that this is like the mafia who ran Stonewall had constant and reoccurring deals with the police, the NYPD. Oh, yes. Um, where they would like be like, this is a time you can raid because they're like, no one will be here. And the night of Stonewall, the NYPD was just like, what if we said fuck it and just what? went and did it? Well, what happened was that they, um, because there was like, police corruption and people taking bribes from the mafia there was a part of the nypd that planned the raid and they didn't tell their like higher ups because of they knew that they were taking bribes so it was like a secret little thing that they plotted and then they went in at like 2 a.m and started fucking shit up like motherfuckers like motherfuckers yeah. Um, I've actually, you know what? Do you want to go over more things about Stonewall first? Like overview? Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Um, okay. So the riots lasted a couple days, um, and they were not the first riots that we had had in our community. Um, and they weren't the first like significant protests, but they did gain a lot of attention and they were like written about, um, and they were in like, what was it like life magazine? Is that what they were in Isaac? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I've read about it from a lot of different, like, I think it was life. Um, <laughs> and so it got more media attention than a lot of the other things had been getting. Um, And it got more national media attention. So for a lot of people around the country at that time who were in the community, they could like look at this, you know, like one news story that they found or whatever that was typically very like homophobic and transphobic, but they could look at it and be like, oh, people like me are fighting back and people like me are doing something and see that happening. So it was really important um, for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and really important in our movement. And it's why we have gay pride at this time that we have it. So, and there were other little shifts caused by that as well that we'll go into later. Um, So that just sounded really condescending. I can't believe I just, I feel like I just mansplained Stonewall and I don't like that. Um, It's okay. Sorry, dear listeners. You can go back to, you can click off of this and go back to the penumbra. I won't blame you. Yeah, me either. (laughs) Juno Steele's sexy send tweet. God, he's so hot. Oh, fuck. We can't get on this or we'll never get off of it. Juno Steele is the only lady I would fuck. Okay. <laughs> Peter is pretty sexy too, though, but more in he, like I want to look like him. Yeah, like, 
he's tall, which is a problem in the first place. For oh, me. is he tall? Is he tall canonically? Yeah, I mean, oh. like, he's taller than Juno, and I'm assuming just from how people depict him that he's taller than me. Um, yeah. He's Juno, either, like, taller than you, or they're one of those couples, like, you know, those couples where one of them will be, like, 5'3", and they'll be like, my boyfriend is so tall. Oh my god, he's like the tallest boy ever. I love tall boys. I love sitting in their laps. And then you like meet his boyfriend and he's like 5'7". God, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He's just kind of like a lanky 5'7", you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Juno Steele topping club is me and Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) And Peter. Oh yeah, and Peter too. And Alessandra, Mm -hmm. but they didn't get that far. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now that we're all on the same page about like Stonewall. <laughs> okay. Wait. Hold for a second because yeah. I gotta go get some water because I ran down here when you were like, "I want to record in thirty minutes." And I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I'll be right back. World wide after looking at the facts and acting bigs. Okay, I'm back. I might need you to like steer me a little bit because I'm really brain dead. Yeah, of course. Um I have all my shit, but you know how it is. Yeah, no. I can wrangle you in, Thank corral you. you in. I don't know the right way to say that. Can be my Rita for the day. <laughs> I can never be as good as her. False. Oh my god. Bro. 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 Scoozy? Bro. Bro. Scoozy? Scoozy? I don't remember befriending a straighty. (laughs) Fuck you. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's. I hate the summer. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Hello? Sorry, we both just went completely silent. I said hello. I said let's go. Let's go. Oh, then something like cut out for me for a second. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So next on my thing was like you know like gay meeting places and stuff and like mm-hmm. mafia involvement in the gay bars. Yeah. To like talk about like why specifically gay bars were important and Stonewall in general. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need you to help me give some onions on this because I know what I want to say, but I don't have notes. Yeah, yeah. I'll help out. Um, okay. 
Can you start talking about this and I will yes. talk about it with you? Thank you. So for gay people at this time, it was like a very like, how do I word this properly? Um, meeting other gay people is hard to do. You think it's hard now? It's harder than, unshockingly. Um, it's like and, the, um, oh, sorry. No, you go. Oh, I was going to say, it's like when you read those little, like, HuffPost articles by some, like, millennial twink trying to appeal to younger readers and talk to them about history. And they're like, back then, they didn't have Grinder. <gasps> Grinder is toxic, and I've written... Yeah. That is a gay male-specific um, issue, though, so we're not going to open that can of worms right now. That's true. Okay, but yeah, so there is a lot of different ways they went about meeting each other, whether it be um, through certain types of... Um, sorry, I just got like all of them jumbled up. I'm like, which ones were okay. for lesbians and which ones were for gay men? Because they both had... Uh, similar ways of socializing, but they also had vastly different ways of socializing because of just the way that we view men and women and how they should act and be treated. Um, How society says. I was reading a book about, it's like the first gay male theory book. And he was talking about, the author was talking about like gay bars versus lesbian bars. And he kept saying things like he would be like, so this is what it's like for gay men. And like, I assume this is what it's like for lesbians, but I don't know any on a community level. I only know them as, like, buddies because they just go to lesbian bars and they don't want to go in our bars because we suck. So, um, but there were also, like, less lesbian bars than there were gay bars. Yeah. There would be, like, five gay bars and, like, one lesbian bar. hmm Yeah, but, um, uh... Yeah, a big part of that meeting places were bars. It was a place a lot of the time where they could meet, um, uh, lead them to like, whether it be like, we give them a little look and then they can go off together to like fuck in a bathroom because we know, think we've all heard the gays fucking bathrooms enough by now. If I don't think we've ever need to- seen a movie with gay men in it. There's a scene where they're both peeing and they start looking at each other's dicks. Like every single one. They had a scene like that in the TV show Dear White People. Like that's how pervasive it is. Yeah, it's literally you cannot escape that goddamn gay men fucking bathrooms. Um, And like it does have historical truth to it. It was a big meeting place for gay men. Um, I think especially in the UK for some reason, that was like a really big thing. It was, really? yeah, I've just, every time I've like yeah. really like read sources about it, it's like in the UK, like it was like a really, really like very like obvious thing. Like police would be stationed outside a certain bathroom like oh, areas, yeah. like well, in the US. Well, they do here too. Yeah. But like, it was like every bathroom in the UK or some Damn. shit for like a weird span of time. Or I might've just dreamed that all up just cause I hate the British. <laughs> This hut's really like policing our bathroom usage, huh? They really do. Just let them fuck, I guess. They won't. <laughs> yeah, but um, gay bars are like a big place for 
the LGBT community to meet. Um, part of it was because that's where a lot of like drag balls would happen and other things. And they held different events and different nights and you kind of like became regulars and formed communities of being at that bar. So it was like, you were the LGBT community, but you were the community of this bar specifically. Because right. um, while people would go to many different bars, a lot of the times they frequented the same one because they knew oh, I know this guy will be here. I know she will be here. I know they'll be here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I and think it was. Reason, oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Go. No, I was just going to say, and it's also a place where because, um, which in a bit we'll talk about why the mafia involvement was so um, important to note in the case of Stonewall and with gay bars right. in general, because they were already with those illegal dealings. Um, it was a place for people who were underage who could easily get to as well. Um, So it was like not just a this is an adult space. It was this is anyone who makes it their space. Which also works with what I was just about to say, which is that it also because there's been one like very big dividing question um, in the community, like most prominently in the gay community, because they like to forget that we the transes exist. Let's be real. (laughs) But there's one big like cultural divide, which is that like, are we just like straight people except for what we do in bed or is like what we do in bed mostly the same and we're not like them in other ways, like culturally, politically, um, socially. So that caused a lot of conflict that's caused a lot of conflict in our community and the way that we do like gay politics and in the gay rights movement. So there were places like, um, like the Mattachine society in the fifties that kind of got broken up because of that. Um, because it started off as a much more political organization because it was started by communists. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it was during the fifties. So, someone like wrote a little thing about them, I think, and was like, they might be communists. And they were like, oh no, people are going to think we're communists. So by then the organization had ballooned a lot because they would have meetings where gay people could just, of all genders, could just come together and like discuss being gay. Um, And this was mostly a cis gay thing. This wasn't really a trans thing. But um because of that, it was like one of the only organizations like that at the time. So it got really popular and it really, really grew in membership pretty quickly. So then when this hit, there were a lot of members and it caused this question caused a really big conflict because there were people saying like, we should just try to assimilate to straight society and like appease them that way. And that's how we're going to get our rights. And then there were like other smarter people who were like, that's not going to do anything for us and we don't want to. Um, And they also had like an age requirement for membership. I think you had to be like, it's either like 18 or 21, one of the ages to join. Yeah. So younger people couldn't get involved. Um, So it wasn't very inclusive of the community on like a ground level. Mm Mm-hmm. And it also wasn't inclusive of trans people. Whereas with gay bars, you would have gay bars that would cater to that kind of crowd. But then also bars like Stonewall where other people could go 
and like have their community and have a fun time and like be around people who had the same experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we should probably talk a bit about the mafia involvement with Stonewall and why like it's important. So um, Uh, I want to preface this by saying that like, this pride i've seen a lot of y'all like on your little social medias being like the mafia said gay rights um so i just want you to know that the mafia was extorting the gay patrons of these bars that they were involved in like they made a lot of money finding like affluent closeted gay people and blackmailing them um so and they were also really homophobic. They were just like, yeah, we'll work with the little um, censors because it's because Isaac has the censor thing. So he knows what I mean, mm-hmm. though. Um, yeah. They're like, we'll work with them because we want we want money. But, you know, they're – I can't say it, but you know what I mean, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would like – kill members of their mafia families for being gay and stuff. So the mafia did not say gay rights. Yeah. Um, I am looking at and first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I don't know why anybody, I'm just trying to, I can't imagine waking up one day and being like, I think the mafia liked gay people, but I um, I mean like be gay, do crimes, but like not, Don't be a class traitor or a community traitor, you fucking idiots. (laughs) Don't be a bootlicker. Literally. But, like, yeah, the mafia, um, during the Prohibition era, they controlled a lot of the speakeasies, which, um, for those of you who don't know, it's just basically places that illegally sold alcohol. Because alcohol... good at it. Yeah, was illegal, and then when it became unillegal, um... On illegal, I could just say legal. Whatever. It became legalized. Um, they still were like, ah, well, I don't want to go through that paperwork, so we're just going to keep it up. And they were already of illegal status, and they realized there was an untapped uh, like monetary gain they could get from the gay community that nobody else was going into because like normal legal bars aren't going to risk dealing with those dirty homosexuals and transgenders. That was hard for me to yeah. say emotionally, but they're the mafia. They they already know. They already have their pockets in so many police and political things. Why not try to get yeah. more money out of a group that hasn't been tapped into yet? And it's actually pretty similar to what corporations do with us, except they do it legally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and like Aaron was talking about before, uh, gay men specifically were like at risk of like blackmail. Like Aaron said before, um, gay men specifically were like at very high risk to be blackmailed by like mob overlords because they caught them in their bars and they would use that to their advantage to like continue growing their like sick little vile network of like manipulating people who are just trying to live. Um, Also, I think specifically they would probably get more out of gay men than they would like they wouldn't have been able to blackmail women like that in the 60s because 
um, women were like restricted from those mm-hmm. positions that men had. So yeah, um, exactly what Aaron said. And um, yeah, I'm looking at an article Aaron actually had sent. And um, is it the Vice one? Yes. Or is it the other one? Um, yeah. And it's um, after the Stonewall protests, one of like the biggest goals of the like Gay Activist Alliance and Gay Liberation Gay Activist Alliance and Gay Liberation Front was to get organized crime, aka the mob, out of gay bars. Like it wasn't something they liked. It's not something they wanted. It's not like the gay community was all like, "Oh my God, the mob is on our side." It, they had no other choice. Where were they supposed yeah. to go? They had nowhere else to go. They only had these bars. In in 1969, <laughs> when, when... Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. In 1969, nice. when the Stonewall riots... When the Stonewall riots happened, um, gay sex was illegal, I think, in every state except Illinois. Um, so tell your boyfriend, congratulations from me. (laughs) Um, so we really didn't have that kind of like power that we had, I think like economic power because we could organize and stuff and like who we gave our business to. But if we tried to make a movement, like, it's not like we could contact the police and be like, hey, like, the mafia is, like, pimping out young gay men and taking advantage of them and, like, young trans women and participating in these horrible, abusive structures because the police would, like, do equally horrible things to us and we would possibly get arrested um, and then we would have our names be put in the newspapers and lose our jobs and family support um, and then maybe be murdered. So if the cops didn't get us before then. Right. So there wasn't a lot that like we could do as a community. Um, So then like in the seventies and eighties, we started like we had the freedom to actually be able to take action against that. And it wasn't a necessity to comply with it anymore. So we, started actually doing something. And also in the mid 1980s, um, the FBI started cracking down on the mafia a lot more. And the main person like that was responsible for the mafia's involvement in gay bars at that time was arrested, I believe. So we had our little freedom. No more mafia. (laughs) The way you said that. Listen, bitch, my window's open right now. I'm scared if I say something like, fuck the mafia or fuck police (laughs) or fuck police because there's a cop living below me and one of them's dating a cop and my landlord's a cop. Ew. I want to fucking. Wait, are your neighbors gay? My neighbors gay? Are your neighbors gay? I thought that they were gay. No, I live with gays. There's three straight women who live below us. One of them's a cop and one's dating a cop and our landlord's a cop. Fuck. I thought that they were like woo-la-woo. No. I'm so fucking... 
You have a landlord cop? That's like an intersection of two horrible things. I know. He's on thin ice constantly, and I'm so scared all the time. Not that he's going to do anything. It's just that I see him, and I'm like, I fucking hate Ooh. But yeah. Yeah. I gotta fucking watch it. I'd be gay and stupid, but I'm about to get bitched out by my landlord because I said fuck cops too loud on my podcast. Gay as in yelled at by a cop. Happy anniversary of Stonewall. Yeah, but I don't fucking know if the mafia is listening. Kat's really Italian. I don't know what she got ties to. I live in like a mafia neighborhood, so it's not mafia anymore, but like there are old people in it who have ties to the mafia still, I think. And there's like FBI that lives down the street from me. Damn. I'm pretty sure. Aaron, you were in a shit it's sandwich. An, it's an old Polish neighborhood, okay? Uh, um, You guys know, what do people know from Philly? You know Rocky. There's mafia and Rocky, right? You know what things are like. You know our history. Um... Yeah, so the <laughs> mafia. Um, yeah, there are also places around that time. Um, gay bookstores started popping up as well, and the first one was the Oscar Wilde Memorial Bookshop. I think Aww. that's the that's something along the lines of the correct name. Um, but that was in New York, and it was started by Craig Rodwell, who did not like books. Um, but he was a gay activist and he wanted like a community space where people could come in and like find material that was about their lives and stuff that wasn't pornography or didn't have like peep shows in the back of the store or whatever. And where like young people could come, um, and like be okay being like outside looking in the windows like you do when you're a young gay and you're like, do I go in? Do I not go in? Do I go in? Do I not go in? Um, so that was me when I he, was at Stonewall over spring break. God, I can't believe you went icon. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about that later in your experience. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so he started that and it was really successful and like it became kind of a community space. He was also, um, he dated Harvey Milk at some point because Harvey Milk was in New York and they had like a little affair <laughs> um, and then some shit went down and Harvey Milk left. But later he was like, oh, I want to do something similar. So he opened his camera shop in the Castro, which became a similar space for the gay community there. Um, so, yeah, but then gay after that one gay bookstores started becoming more common and like popping up in a lot of the big cities. Um, there's one in my city, Philadelphia. Um, it's called Giovanni's room and it was established in like the early seventies and it's really nice and I love it a lot. Um, most of the gay bookstores that started did have like a pornography section um, and didn't stick to the little no pornography model, mainly because um for instance, when the Oscar Wilde Memorial Bookshop opened, he was like, no pornography and I'm only doing gay books, which at that time meant like gay coded books, explicitly gay books and like books by gay authors. Um, and he, I think he had like 25 books in the store that he could sell. Jesus. So, 
Yeah. So a lot of stores also had some like pornography and like Pulp Fiction and stuff like that um, so that they could like turn a profit. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. It makes me sad. I know. I have that amount. I have almost exactly that amount of gay books. Probably a little bit more now because I went shopping since I last counted. But I have almost exactly that amount of gay books in my house. And I have them all on one shelf. And they're sitting there. And sometimes I look at them and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Don't realize how small number 25 is until you see books on one shelf. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's like a tiny little collection of books. I have my like Eminent Outlaws by transphobe Christopher Brand. <laughs> I have Fun Home. I have um, Red Azalea. I have Two Boys Kissing. Grew some metaphorical balls. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, so Craig Rodwell actually. Um, was one of the guys that organized the first gay pride um, because he'd been doing this thing called the annual reminder prior to gay pride where, which was also in Philly um, where they like picketed independence hall on 4th of July and were like rights for homosexuals. Yeah. Um, But it was very like, it was very um, cis and like heteronormative Um, Like the men had to wear suits and ties and the women had to wear dresses and they were going and like trying to look as hetero as possible. Um, And this was mainly because of this other guy. Um, I really should have pulled up the thing so that I had his name right here when I was doing this. But there were a couple people that organized that. Yeah, And one of them saw... Do you have it? I don't know his name. I've seen a documentary... um, during the LGBT film festival in Milwaukee oh, nice. about him. And I just cannot remember the life of me, the name. It's like a Kameni something, I think. Yeah, but like yeah. it covered a lot of like those protests and about how like it was like, yeah, you have to be like the strict dress right. code and how you were going to act and what you were going to say and hold yourself was like so. Right. Yeah. So they had rules like – no like physical contact and this is what you have to wear and during one of the later ones um a little bit before stonewall happened there were these two women who were like it was supposed to be single file and they broke the rule of it being single file to hold hands while they were picketing and um the guy who organized it like tried to break them apart and was like physically um trying to separate them and they wouldn't so kudos to them honestly queens lesbians are stronger than any of us <laughs> so after stonewall happened a lot of like um a lot of activists in the local community were like oh so when we do things it gets results. Interesting. Maybe we should do more things. Funny how that works, um, LOL. <laughs> yeah. And there was, so there was like a smaller group of them that got together and organized the first gay pride um, in New York and had that happen. 
and it was still a protest, but it was it was louder. People were allowed to make noise, and people were there wasn't a dress code, so people could dress however they wanted to. Um, and gay rights, yeah. gay rights, <laughs> woo, yeah. Sorry, I got off track of this. What do you want to talk about here? Um, are there any more have... big events do you, that we need to cover, maybe? Um, like, did we want to highlight anyone? At, like, highlight? Not ev- events, but I had, um, like, trans erasure and, like, police brutality and shit that I have all this, all these things on. But I don't know how to like highlight that we could talk about um sylvia's little speech that she had yeah i think highlighting a couple like the big figures would be good like here's like what is um widely accepted to have happened and what Mm. did happen yeah that's a good idea maybe you should talk about that because you're more coherent than i am right now okay not doing so hot. Let me real quick pull something up. Sorry, I'm looking for something. It's okay. Oh, you know what we could talk about to start that is I could mention, like, since I was just talking about that stuff, I could mention, like, the backlash since we've started in modern day, since we've started being, like, oh, like, Pride was started because of something that, like, trans women sex workers did and, like, let's recognize them and, like, the backlash from, like, little transphobic sissies being, like, um, the actual heroes were white gay men. Yeah, that's... So I can talk about that, and then you could talk about this stuff. Yeah, totally. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Do you want me to start talking about that while you're... Yes. You have your stuff. Okay. I almost have all of it, so you can start. All right. So um, pretty much, like, directly after Stonewall... um, when people were realizing like, oh, this big thing happened and like, how do we utilize this for our activism and for gay rights? Um, Pretty much like as soon as that started happening, they also started excluding trans people from that movement Mm -hmm. um, and excluding sex workers from that movement and non-white people and people who were lower class. Um, Because even though they were realizing that they had to actually like come together as a community and like make noise and stuff, they were still like, oh no, our images. Um, And trans people didn't fit into what they wanted to project because they were still othering us and still saying like, oh no, like, you know, we might be gay, but we're not that. Like, that's not who we are. Um, So in recent years, that's changed a little bit. Like the way that we recognize Stonewall has changed and there's been more like mainstream articles and recognition of the 
trans people who were involved with Stonewall, particularly the trans women who were involved. Um, and there's just been more like people just casually saying like, just casually recognizing these women and like talking about them and like taking it for granted as fact, um, which it should be. Um, and since that's happened, there's been a lot of like, or not a lot of, I guess, but a infuriatingly large amount of backlash of then these like white cis gay people writing articles um, and, you know, making little speeches and stuff and writing little books um, because they're able to publish their books now because of us. Um, and, you know, saying things like, oh, the trans community is just trying to like take over our concept of pride. And the trans community is like trying to push their way into this thing that's ours when really like the real like founder of pride is like, and they'll list like Craig Rodwell, who I was just talking about, um, or like Harvey Milk. Um, and they'll talk about these like white men. Um, while completely ignoring like the community um, and completely ignoring like the facts that we like, we know who the patrons of Stonewall were and we know all of the activism that trans women have done for this community. Like we have all of this shit written down and documented. It's not like speculation it's not like opinion like this is fact and they have been getting like the same way that cis people will anytime that the trans community gets a little bit of respect or recognition for anything they've been getting offended they've been getting worried like oh there's not going to be a place for us in our community because they're transing pride now they want to trans everything the frogs the children gay rights um, so, what are you doing? What? Oh, I heard oh, you Oh, sorry. I had to click on something real quick, and I had to turn off my ad block. Understandable. Anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. And, like, um... I do understand from like a completely historical point of view, a lot of people with a lot of events throughout all of history, people will say they were places when they weren't. Um, and that happened with a lot yeah. of uh, like gay people when Stonewall happened because like there's so many people yeah. saying they were there, but we have like records of how many people were actually there that night and they don't match up, but we do know things for sure. Like who was there. Um, and they're people Aaron and I are going to talk about um, in a couple of moments and people who we have mentioned. Um, but specifically for Stonewall, specifically for Stonewall in the case of the trans women, it feels like everyone is a lot more aggressive about like, oh, but people made things up, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that happens for every historical event. Like, shut up. Anything. Right. Like, what... Why aren't we talking about the fact that they like made a movie about Stonewall based entirely on a fictional like white male protagonist who they inserted into the story and like made it center around him? Like 
That was pretty made up too, y'all. That was pretty made up too. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to – I was thinking of a basic little name to throw out there and I was going to say Harry, but then I remembered Harry Hay and I was like, I'm not going to do that yeah. to him. So there are a couple big figures at Stonewall that we've either mentioned already, mentioned in the past – Um, or we're going to bring up right now that like kind of are generally widely by everybody with a brain cell accepted to be kind of the leaders of that riot. Um, I'm going to start with a butch lesbian named uh, Storm and uh, she was being arrested by the police at Stonewall and was fighting back with them and arguing and kind of like getting mussed up and roughed up and stuff. And uh, that moment of her getting kind of like roughed up by the police and her like showing resistance to them is kind of what sparked the rest of the bar um, to kind yes. of get up in arms and like being like, wait, this can't happen. Like that her getting arrested and treated like this and everybody standing and watching it, it kind of snapped them into action to be like, fuck this, fuck this actually. Um, yeah. And she was awesome. Um, I love her. Um, yes. Yeah. Just wanted to throw her name out there because it's not a good Stonewall talk without her. Um, sorry, I just got... I actually... Sorry, I I think that Sturme may have used he, him pronouns, but like maybe not exclusively. But I don't know for sure because I can't read articles about him because when people when like cis people who think that they're smart see like a he him lesbian um or a butch lesbian historically they like get on their little like they get their little like freelance journalism um jobs and they're like time to misgender a bunch of trans men we don't know also um and that's unpleasant for me so i've tried to like look at stuff about this um and it hasn't gone well um except for when i'm reading things by trans people um or actual butch lesbians and those are scarce i wonder why uh so i'm not entirely sure what the situation is there but if we're like using the wrong pronouns for people i'm yeah every Thing I've learned um, throughout like LGBT courses and just read on my own have always referred to uh, Storm with she, her, or they, them, um, just as a vague okay. thing. But a lot of like articles will do that when they're not sure of things. Um, a couple of them source Storm as being a drag king as well, which might be where part of that comes from. Um, but that's also yeah. not a very, it's, there's not a very good record on it from what I can find personally. I'm not an expert in this. Um, if, I'm sure that you know more than me, though, because like I said, like, I will look for articles about this stuff and it will be some cis person, like, going off the shits, like, just equating things that shouldn't be equated and, like, saying nasty things about lesbians and saying nasty things about trans men. And I'm like, I don't want to read this. This is uncomfortable for me. Now I don't feel safe in my community. Yeah. So sometimes it's a little I will bit. say that I want to real quick make it clear. Um, the way like Aaron and I are talking about like the way like cis people write articles about trans men and about butch lesbians, 
Storm was not a trans man. Um, they, I did. I just want to no, make it clear no. before somebody listens to this and is like, "Why yeah. do you keep saying us being trans men? Like they're interchangeable." Which Aaron's not. Just want to make it clear. Um, no, that's what the yeah. issue is. Is that people like? I even saw it in I think one of the articles that I sent you about this. But I was like, you know what? I'm really tired, and it's one sentence, and it's a quote. So I'm gonna. But people being like, this is interchangeable. And that's why I have an issue with it because I'm like, that makes me dysphoric. So, yeah, no. Um, um, I, to my yeah. knowledge, she used she, her pronouns um, just from what okay. I've seen and like the academia I've consumed, but also fuck academia. Um, but the professor, I don't fucking academia. care. It doesn't deserve respect. Um, the that's professor true. I had, he's usually pretty good at like, going and figuring out the proper pronouns and he's really diligent about okay. that so i'll trust josh on this one if he's wrong um he's not a butch lesbian so like it's if someone would like to kind of um correct us or has any more further information definitely send it our way but um yeah she was uh, very um i'm just trying to bring her up because she was a black butch lesbian and they are also erased like trans women a lot because um, a lot of people, while trying to erase trans women, specifically trans women of color from Stonewall, are um, erasing them. But then they also erase the actual, like, woman, like, lesbian, like, black lesbian from it. Yes. And it, like, it's like, cool, so you're just racist and transphobic because, like, nobody denies that, yeah. uh, like, Storm's, like, involvement in um, Stonewall. Yeah. It was so important. And her involvement yeah. in the community and, like, how much she meant to people mm-hmm. was a- um, I'm going to post some pictures of her on our yeah. account after this episode comes out because I've seen like pictures of her like as an older person which I think mm-hmm. is really important for us to see of LGBT people and also she was just super badass so yeah, but she was constantly fighting for lesbian bars. She worked as a bouncer several years at lesbian bars. She was constantly um, sorry, I just read that she was legally armed. <laughs> she, yeah, was, she was legally yeah. armed and she just went and protected all lesbians within no the village. She was storm. regarded as like the lesbian protector of lesbian spaces. Um, people would describe her as like a superhero, um, literally because of the way she would, um, protect lesbians and lesbian spaces and women. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring her up. Uh, I am As completely should, lost King. whatever I was trailing on when I first brought her up. Yeah, sorry. That's my fault. Um, you were talking about like people who we know were at Stonewall. Um, and then I like derailed you. Just so you know, little listeners, I've been saying this whole episode in parts that Isaac will edit out that like, I've been like, Isaac, can you please keep me on track? Because I'm really brain dead. And like, I spent all this time looking for things. And now I don't know what to say. And my ADHD's going nuts. And he's been like, Oh, of course, Aaron, and like been being so helpful. And here I am just like, Oh, Isaac, were you talking about something? Do you want to get off topic with that, Isaac? Aaron holding so, a gun to my it's head. Not, it's not Do you want to fucking die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what's going on behind the scenes. Would you like to talk at all about um, like 
Sylvia or um, Marsha or Miss Major, Aaron? <gasps> yeah, that's why I asked yeah, if you would like Major. to talk about them for a bit. Yeah. Um, God, I want to, but can you give me a second? Because I really like... Yeah, of ugh, course. Fuck, I'm like forgetting everything and I have this shit Yeah, of course. Take a moment to get your stuff. I want to like... Thank you. I should have made notes okay. for this. I was just like, I tried to last night, but I was like, if I do anything, I'm going to, yeah. Sorry, I'm like so unprepared. No, you're good. We all have those days. Yeah. Hmm. I just had to read Leslie Feinberg's I'm name. I'm so fucking sorry. So this is what I do for this podcast. Every time I see someone called Leslie Feinberg a transgender activist, like a little more of my brain cells fall away and I can't afford to lose any right now. I, uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, why is this not? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm like my brain isn't functioning today. If you want, do you want us to try again tomorrow? If it would make you feel better, I don't mind. I want you to feel like you're putting out the best content and feeling good about it. I have a thing tomorrow. Um, how do you feel about the way that this episode um, is going? I'm fine. She's a bit messy, but most of our episodes kind of can get like this. Um, but it's also partly yeah. your podcast. So I'm completely okay if we want to record like a different morning um, next week. So that like, we can try again. Like, I'm fine with that. Um, it doesn't bother me. I don't want you to feel like I'm sitting here trying to force you to go one way or the other. I just want to let you know that, like, if you feel like we could make a better episode and you want to, like, try again, we can totally do that. No, it's fine. I just, I was just trying to, well, now I feel like we have to. I mean, we so. don't have to. I just wanted to make sure you knew that was an option and that, like, if you felt like that's what you wanted to do, you wouldn't be asking too much of me. But you're also... Well, I feel like if you're, like, thinking of it... Oh, I'm not thinking of it because I think the episode's bad. I just know that, like, sometimes, like, if I was, like, feeling bad, like, I don't like how I was in that episode. Do you think we could re-record? You would say yes. So I'm just, like, I know because you're feeling... It sounds like you're uh, feeling frustrated. So I just wanted to let you know that, like, if you feel like... I'm not frustrated. I just don't want to like, uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm just, it just takes me a little more time. I get it. To like in the moment so we can do this. Another no, day we can finish it. it if you're feeling up to it. I just, sorry that I brought it up. I just wanted to make sure you knew that like, if you felt like it was getting a little bit too much right now, we could 
stop and try to finish it like a different day or we could re-record. I just wanted to let you know, like we can figure it out because I want what's best for you as well because you're my best friend. I'm, I don't feel like I like, I don't know how to like talk about it now because now it's like, I'm not doing a good job and like, I don't. I don't think you're doing a bad job. I think you're talking about it very well. Even if you get off track sometimes that happens all the time. We do it all the time. It's just what happens when you're like, you know a lot about something and you have so much knowledge you want to share. So like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think there's really anything bad we've done other than saying yif out loud more than once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just like all week people have been like, are you okay, Erin? You don't have any energy. Why aren't you being fun and telling fun stories, Erin? And I just am like, you know, that's super frustrating. I Get, when people get like that, it's really annoying. I'm sorry that like I kind of came like, hey, Aaron, we don't have to do this today. I just wanted to let you know that like <laughs> no, it's an it's, option. I'm fine with whatever. It's fine. I just don't want to be like boring or like tedious when I'm talking about this and when we're recording. So uh, I don't know. Whatever you think. I mean, is I don't think you've been boring or tedious at all. Um, but you're also my best friend and I'd listen to you talk about literally anything. So I think it's good if we want to finish out this recording and then if I'm listening to it and it sounds God awful somehow, and I was just blinded by my absolute love for you, we can figure it out then. How about that? (laughs) I know. I think you've given a lot of good information and you gave it in a way that didn't make me feel like I want to die. Like sometimes when my like intro professor was speaking to me, I was just like, shut up. I don't care that you're gay. Shut up, David. (laughs) 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 Okay. Miss Major, donate to her if you hear this, which if you're listening to the episode, you will be. Wait. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go over that in the end of the episode (laughs) also so that you guys know um, because when we're at the end of the episode, I'm going to look up her specific information and read it out loud, and then I'm going to put it in our links. So keep an eye out for that also um, because she has done so much amazing work with trans activism. Um, And specifically with trans people, not in the larger gay community, because she got so fed up with having to deal with cis gay people because of this exclusion that she started focusing, working on mostly with trans people. Um, And one of the other things that she does, because she um, was involved in sex work most of her life, and so she works with people doing that. And um, she works with people who are struggling with addiction um, and substance abuse. And I personally really admire the way that she does that as someone who has been around that kind of thing um, and has like knowledge of (laughs) it um, that is personal to me. I really admire her commitment to helping people who have those problems and um, the fact that she will offer help to them and not like 
force them to come in like clean and sober to get things like food to get like support with their lives, which is really important um, because you can't not, you cannot break the cycle of addiction if you're doing mm-hmm. that. So um, I think that the way that she does things is really admirable. Um, and I want her to be in charge of everything. I want her ideas to to be used everywhere. But I also don't want her to have to work because she has done so much with her life. And she, she does, deserves absolutely. Um, so I'm going to talk about Sylvia Rivera, who I also really love. Um, I had a t-shirt with a quote from her on it, but then it got lost right before Pride Month. Damn, that's the worst She's thing that ever happened, I think. Yeah, so Sylvia Rivera um, was at Stonewall, um, and she was—I think she was 17 when she was at Stonewall. So yeah, she that was sounds really about young. right. And yeah, that's like my age because I'm going to be 17 in a few weeks, um, and I can't even imagine being as badass <laughs> as her. So, um, she. Um, one of the reasons that she's really important beyond her involvement with Stonewall um, is that she and Marsha P. Johnson um, co-founded the activist organization Star, which was street transvestite action revolutionaries um, and a home called Star House. Um, And that worked with young um, gay and trans people who uh, were homeless um, and who were getting in trouble with the police. Um, and she would like support people in our community who were being thrown in prison, um, who were incarcerated, which is something, if you've listened to some of our other episodes, <laughs> um, something that's still a really big issue today with um especially with police profiling the trans community and the way that we're treated in prison. And it's something I feel really strongly about. So her activism um, was really, really important at the time. Um, Yeah. Um, And the reason that I'm bringing her up is because she was very violently pushed out of the movement. Um, I'm too much. <laughs> um, she was very violently pushed out of the movement. Um, if you've seen a video of her speech, um, y'all better quiet down. It's very famous. Um, not as famous as it should be, but it's still very famous. Um, and she's on stage and she's telling these people in the audience, like, she's like, I've spent my entire life in this movement. Like, I'm fighting for your rights, and this is what I'm doing. Why aren't you helping me? Like, why aren't you doing something? This is the reality of what's happening to us. And they're all, like, booing her and yelling very violent things at her um, after she's had to, like, literally, like, fight her way up to the stage to have access to a microphone to speak to these people. Um in her community. Um, and it's a very, very powerful video if you watch it. Um, but after, I think after the rally that this was at, 
it had like a really big toll on her and she broke down um, and left the movement for like two decades. Um, And while still like struggling with homelessness and drug addiction, like those problems didn't just go away from her, you know, but she also lost access to this community Mm -hmm. support as well. Um, And so I wanted to mention that because um, I think that that is something that happens to, especially to trans people on a smaller scale all the time is that we get involved um, and we seek out like this community that we need and we try and to, to help other people in our community. And there's just this wall of rejection um, and it's, you know, it's getting easier now. A lot of things have gotten easier since 1970, but, um, I still see the negative effects of it happening all the time. Um, and in my city, um, there was a trans woman who was murdered recently, and this is the sixth trans woman who has been murdered in my city in six years. Um, and she was very like loved by her community. Um, but there's this problem, like it feels hopeless living here because you, every year you're like, Oh, there's like the annual murder. Right. And every year we get together and like, talk about it and try to do something or at least like raise awareness for it. And it keeps happening. Like this is the sixth year that it's happened. That's like longer than I've been out. You know, it keeps, it keeps happening. And meanwhile, the city gets to push this very like progressive liberal image and like pretend that it's a very safe place for us when in reality, you know, it's a very safe place for like white men in the Mm -hmm. community. Um, and I am including myself in that because like as a trans man, the discrimination that I get for being trans is much more on like an institutional level than it is with say like street harassment and things like that. Um, because of the privileges that I have, but I, I'm living here, so I'm surrounded by this imagery all the time, while meanwhile, this very real problem is going on. And, um, you know, you just can't help but think like, oh, like, would this still be as much of an issue as it is? Would this still be as silenced as it is if (laughs) cis gay people had included us in their activism from the beginning instead of pushing us out of the movement that we started. So just some food for thought. Yes. Good. Good. Good words, Aaron. Thank you. God, what do we have left to talk about? God, what's next? <laughs> ah, corporations. Corporations. Corporations is next. are exploiting um, you during Pride Month if you're gay or trans. Corporations don't actually care about you. 
Corporations don't fucking care. They're just stealing your money and using you for profit. So stop acting like the fucking Twitters of your favorite corporations are woke because they're fucking being like Literally. Uber Eats. Like, ooh, look, we made the trans flag out of fucking macaroons. Like, eat shit. Yeah. Donate money, assholes. I have some good articles that we're going to put in our further reading that go into this. Um, as well as I also have good articles about the other stuff that we've talked about that I'm going to put into this. Um, because our episodes tend to be more of like an overview, but, um, corporations take advantage of our communities, like susceptibility to addiction and substance abuse. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want fucking like big tobacco out here, like slapping little rainbow stickers the fucking, on like, things. Vodka I don't bottles. want the like rainbow yeah, absolute vodka. It makes vodka. me so yeah. violently angry to see. Um, the beer companies, like I, I do not want that anywhere near Pride. Um, Pittsburgh Pride a few years ago um, was renamed by a fracking company. They called it like EQT or something um, because fucking Pittsburgh um, and everyone hated it. And this year, this year they removed the name, but I think that they were still one of the sponsors. They just weren't like the big sponsor. They also had Iggy Azalea perform at Pittsburgh Pride one year, um, which everyone hated because they were like, she's racist and homophobic. And the people who hired her were like, well, if she was racist and homophobic, I don't think she would have performed at Pride. So, um, and then after that, the year after that, they got someone who was actually like, an LGBT ally or something like someone who was doing good things for the community, but she was really famous. So tickets were really, really expensive to see her. And I think that Pittsburgh pride is like on the street, which was another big issue with this because people were like, we're paying like 45 to a hundred dollars to watch someone perform in the street. Like what the fuck? Um, yeah, so there have been there's been a lot of buzz about corporations at Pride this year. There's even been some alternative prides. Um like in New York, there's an alternative pride. I think it's like a queer liberation thing they're calling it. Um and I think also in Pittsburgh they had an alternative pride. They had like a people's pride, um, which already happened. Uh we did not have one in my city, um, but what the gays in my city do is that we go to the parade that's free, and then we just hang out instead of going to the festival, So, because the festival sucks. Um, so you can see a lot of us after Pride kind of milling around in either the beginning or the end of where the parade is. Um, one of the biggest issues of corporations at Pride for me is that they are not, you know, being allies or whatever the rest of mm -hmm. the year. Um, I'm like, if your corporation is paying all of its employees a livable wage, like not minimum wage, an actual livable wage, and, you know, your corporation is actually like treating it's LGBT employees fairly and it's non-white employees fairly and, you know, giving like, it's a little like 
having like benefits for their transgender employees and stuff, then like, yeah, sure. Like go to pride, you know, like have a thing, sponsor it. If you're actually putting in the work the rest of the year, but most of them are not. And it's just an advertisement opportunity for them. Like they go and they like throw their little, literally like just actual advertisements out at you and hand them to you and it has like a little rainbow on it so they're like it's gay now we love you um and then the rest of the year they're like oh fuck you like i think chick chick-fil-a had like a rainbow logo for pride this year so that kind of just encapsulates everything that I feel about. Uh, Something that sums it up really well for me, it's like on the same note as the whole like that stuff. Um, YouTube had a rainbow flag, but YouTube's never once gave a shit about its LGBT creators and them getting censored and removing their content and letting like people put like anti LGBT ads on their videos. YouTube doesn't fucking care. And they had the audacity to be like, what up? (laughs) Um, No, uh, I think it's yeah. all bullshit. Um, the only time I take, um, like, these past years, if I go to Pride, I'm, like, really into getting free stuff. But, like, I've been really careful about who I'm taking it from. And I only take it from, like, oh, yeah. LGBT organizations. Like, um, they're, like, little, like, wristbands and stuff. I'll only, like, take pens from them because I'm just, like, yeah. I'm not comfortable with them feeling like they're doing something. Just because... I'll take stuff from like the yeah. churches. Do you oh, we churches have so many churches, and everyone there is so nice. Um, yeah, I yeah, because they're like actual LGBT yeah. people most of the time involved with those, and they're like coming in to like spread positivity for LGBT. Yeah, um, and I think that's really important. Like, I'm not, I've never been religious, but like I've gone to like the stands and stuff with some of my friends who like are religious, and I've been like have struggling with it and have like struggled with the relationship with the church but like it means a lot to them so like I think it's important that they're there and like if they want to give me their little like god loves you sticker with the rainbow on I'm like you know what yeah churches are like free especially small churches you're fine um and the other thing I wanted to add about corporations is um I know some like business majors I know Eh. um it's okay one of them's my sweet baby girl Lena, who's a lesbian and i love her and the other one's matthew who's a beautiful baby boy who's gay wait matthew they're both finance majors that's matthew's a business he changed to business because um he was like i don't really want to ruin any of like my other hobbies by making it a job because he doesn't like feel like that um so he's like well if i'm a finance major i can make a lot of money what was he before? he went through a couple he was like social work architecture social work again he checked out a bunch of stuff he changed from social work to being a business major yeah he just wants money so he can do fun shit with the love of his life yeah That's valid. i know i was just really shocked i didn't know that any gay people i liked did I that I guess I, I know, but like I know for a fact, and like I have talked with people who like have taken classes in the business school, um, and have been in like LGBT courses, and like business schools and marketing classes literally teach the students about the rainbow tax, and not in a negative way. Like they teach them it as like a good marketing tool and how like to utilize it to best get money out of the gay community, um, the LGBT community, yeah. and it's super fucking gross. And I'm like, eat shit, um. 
content. Yeah. Um, corporations. Um, it's free. T- Sorry. Hey, everyone. It's free to do a Google search to see if a corporation that's selling like pride merch is donating a hundred percent of their proceeds um, from their pride collection. There's a couple of them that do it. Like I know American Eagle does. Um, that's the only one I can think of that does a hundred percent off the top of my head. There's like three more, I think that do a hundred percent of the proceeds. Um, and I refuse to buy from anyone who does any less than a hundred percent. Yeah. Also like you don't want to like a company can be like, can say they're gay positive and like donate to gay charities and still be participating in things like mm-hmm. cultural appropriation and, um, violent racism and like exploitation of their employees. Um, and like, that's not an okay thing to participate. Like don't give them your Make money, your own. you know, like, yeah. Whenever people do things like that, it's like there's intersections in our community, you know, like you can be gay and also be black and, I think that, I mean, you know, I'm probably not the greatest person to be talking about this um, because I'm very, very white, but um, it's just so infuriating to me to see people being like, oh, well, like the police can be allies, cops can be allies to the LGBT community. And I'm like, a no, they can't because our police system literally involved, like it literally evolved from groups of people who were hired by slave owners to hunt down runaway slaves. So they can't be anything good, and that's that. Um, but also, like, they're still Bad. like the police are. <laughs> there's still a huge police brutality issue in this country against like non-white people and against trans people which is just ignored and so you have these like white cis gay people being like oh well like all my all my interactions with the police have been positive and i'm like you can't invite them to pride like that's alienating like at least half of our community yeah. probably more than half like it's disgusting and the fact that there are people who are choosing pigs over (laughs) our actual community members and their safety and their comfort is so vile to me also um this is something that happened this year at pride that i'll like specifically talk about but um past years it's something Mm -hmm. i've noticed too just being out and about and what i've heard from like other people um cops have never once protected anyone at pride um it's really there for just like control in case us dirty homos and transes do something um but like this year at pride um my boyfriend and i were walking in and there's one of those people who's screaming that we're all sinners and we should die and we're dirty like bleeps yeah um and there are two cops very close and they're just in there having a conversation and they don't care. They're there to yeah. make sure. Sh- and um, so we're doing it. And then this older um, butch black woman um, comes up and she starts like standing between this like adult man who's trying to intimidate younger people from going into pride. 
and make them feel shameful and disgusting and dirty. And she's just standing there and like blocking him, like not physically touching him or anything, just making sure he can't get closer to these younger people. And um, we kind of stayed and watched for a little bit because like I got nervous because the police approached her and they told her to stop. They told her to Mm. stop protecting. Yeah, they like tried to get her to back back off and stop. She wasn't physically touching him. She was just standing there telling him, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Do not talk to them like that. Um, no police at pride literally and uh, they walked away for a while once another um, like a black butch lesbian came up and helped out the other woman in blocking the younger people and like it just like made me really angry I was just like these cops just like are like they're like oh cops are there to protect us and I'm like cops are there to protect not us like they went in immediately the only time they took any action in that situation a completely non-violent situation was protect somebody who was doing harm to the community who is trying to um what's the word provoke us and and there's been several instances of that this pride too like there's been like the cops like walking Mm -hmm. nazis through pride parades like protecting them um and like last year last pride um in Philly, which is where I live again. Um, I didn't go because this was my first pride this year, but last pride, they like arrested a trans woman for burning a, I think it was a blue lives matter flag at pride and they arrested her for it. And the like Philly socialists had to bail her out. Um, so, um, that's all the little hints you're going to get from my political agenda but um keep pigs out yeah, of fucking it's pride just, it's ridiculous sorry i cut you off just keep fucking don't pigs out want them we don't there. fucking want them literally um, the only kind of pigs i want to see there is if you have like a little pet like little pot belly and you're walking it through with like a little yeah unless it's a literal pig and, like, have with that dogs. can do no wrong other than be rolling in mud and still be cute i don't want it um, we should probably wrap this episode up. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let me find. We didn't even talk about our personal experiences with this, but we talked about plenty yeah. of personal things. So I'm sure that's enough entertainment mm-hmm. for we our listeners. We said yif, yif, yif at the start. <laughs> yeah. Which is her current... Oh, there's a little Facebook. I'm going to look at her Facebook for the current things. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to link people to her Facebook thing where they can get the information. Okay. Hello, dear listeners. Um, Welcome to the Penumbra. Uh... Okay, so we're going to wrap this episode up. Um, Make sure to donate to Miss Major's retirement fund if you have some money to spare. Um, You can find there's like a Facebook group for this. It's called Miss Major's Monthly Fundraising Circle. It's on Facebook. I just said that. So you can go 
look at that for information and linkies. And I will also put them in our post for this month, as well as some more articles on Miss Major herself um, and police brutality um, and corporations at Pride and the exclusion of trans people from gay activism. Um, and I will also put a link to Sylvia's speech for those of you who have not seen it. Uh, yeah. So donate to Miss Major. Um, in that post also this month, our recs are going to specifically be for LGBT people you can support, um, like through their arts and stuff like that, like smaller, um, that's what we were doing, right? Yes. People making, people making like little merchandise and, um, or art music, smaller creators, that- um, probably not yeah. music because that's like what smaller artists but, that have um, might have Patreons yeah. or Etsy's or whatever that you can go and support LGBT people making LGBT like stuff for LGBT people and put it back yes. in the community and motivate them and help them keep alive because um yeah LGBT mm-hmm. it's it's tough out there it's tough out there also like. Being not a cis hat is God, expensive. It is. Being trans, being trans is very expensive um, because insurance just does not cover our shit a lot of the time. They made Isaac pay like an exorbitant two, amount for his two thousand dollars so. for my nipples. They made me pay two thousand dollars for my nipples because my insurance told me they weren't necessary. Nipples aren't necessary. Did you get? <laughs> Did you get your no, money's worth on no, your nipples? No, I didn't. Because the first time <laughs> I like, I like I almost ripped my off. nipple off, and I came out of the shower like crying, like guys, I almost ripped my nipple off. And then like maybe a couple months ago, mm-hmm. um, if any of you follow me on Tumblr or Twitter, you saw me go like, uh, hey guys, just pop my nipple like a fucking. You heard all about <laughs> my nipple nipples. fucking popped. Um, she's fine now. Um, but like, yeah. God, I hate That's it. That's good to hear. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's yeah. expensive, so we're going to be supporting the community this Pride Month and after. Yes. Because next month is Gay Wrath, baby, and yes! also my birthday. But yeah, um, we didn't say our usernames yet. <laughs> Tumblr oh, is shit. gay as in stupid podcast. Go reblog our post. Our Twitter is gay as in stupid. Follow us. Interact with us. Spread the word. Um, you can find us on iTunes or YouTube or Spotify. One of the places you're listening to this right fucking now. No, we're, we're not. Spotify? I meant to say SoundCloud. Ah, I'm. Okay, we're not on Spotify, although there are yeah. podcasts on there. But we are not I am one of them. Isaac, and I am gay um, as and stupid. But you can listen to Ezra yeah, Furman on Spotify. I'm just yes. gay and stupid. Woo-hoo-hoo. Same here. Everyone. How how like gay and stupid do you have to be to qualify as a himbo? Or is that just a straight like is that a straight guy thing? Because I feel like I've mostly seen straight women um, use that term. The like only person I've honestly seen use that word is my friend Sam, and 
she, I just feel like one day she'll wake up and government assigns you himbo. I don't know how I feel about that yeah. actually now that we've said it, but I'll await with trepidation and excitement. Yes. Okay. Bye. Farewell. Yeah. We'll see you next month. Send us little episode suggestions if you have them. Um, send us, I don't know, tell us where you get your, your also, merch. Also, before we go, we are recording this on June 22nd. Happy birthday, Yosuke!